A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. All right, so let's uh, talk football now here on Money FM 89.3 with Neil Humphreys, award-winning author, and would like to welcome in uh, Bob Holmes from Malaysia. He is a journalist and writer who's just written a new book about Liverpool Football Club called Shanks, Yanks and Jürgen. Bob, welcome to Money FM. Good morning, Jason. Good to be on. Yeah, morning. How are you doing there, Bob? It's Neil here. Yeah, very good. So let's start with the book. What was the inspiration for writing it? It was Shankly. All roads at Liverpool lead to Shankly, and with their resurgence, I thought that it was an opportune time to uh, recall the great man, and I saw similarities in the style, in the teamwork, and with Jurgen Klopp in particular, with Shankly himself. Obviously very different, different eras completely, but I think they are still a people's club, despite everything. That was really what was behind it. And Shankly's voice is heard throughout. Like even the takeovers with Hicks and Gillette, you know, I'm saying, what would Shanks make of this? Of course, he would hate much of it. But I think he would like Klopp, and he probably would approve of the current owner's FSG. I think you make a key point there when you say the People's Club. In recent weeks, and maybe you've been uh, accused of this as well, I've been accused in Singapore of being very pro-Liverpool. And I'm genuinely not. I have no dog in this fight, whether it's Liverpool or Manchester United or anybody else. But you can't help but admire the continuity from the days of Shankly to the present day with this emphasis on the People's Club, on connecting with the community. I was very struck... Maybe you saw this. There was this mini documentary online where Jurgen Klopp made an effort to ingratiate himself with the Liverpudlian community by playing lawn bowls with Liverpool pensioners. And apparently he's done it a couple of times since privately just to gauge the feeling, the mood on the ground and how Scousers are and how they talk and behave and how they feel about the club. There is a clear connection, isn't there? Almost, it's almost like a DNA connection between Shankly, Paisley and Klopp. Their personalities and their respect for community is very obvious, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not the only one, or you, you and I are not the only ones to think like this. I mean, I've been talking to one or two ex-players, mm. um, sons of ex-players, and even Shankly's grandson himself, and they agree. And particularly Shank's grandson, who's named after him, by the way, he's fully on board, and I gave him a, a whole chapter because I had a long discussion about an hour with the guy on the phone. He's a co-owner of the Shankly Hotel in Liverpool. And he was, he was talking about Klopp half the time and, and the comparisons with his granddad. So um, we're not alone in this. And it is amazing to think a guy born, what, 54 years later, I think, Klopp, around that, could have that similar rapport with the people and, and being a, a foreigner as well. Hats off to him. I think he, he's done a fantastic job. We're talking to Bob Holmes, author and journalist. He is uh, born in Britain but lives in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, on his upcoming book, Shanks, Yanks and Jürgen. It's on Liverpool FC. Liverpool, now six-time European champions. The book will be released in Singapore in August. So, Bob, when you've uh, done the research uh, for this book, I believe that you came across some fanatical Southeast Asian fans of Liverpool. And we should point out whether it's 
in Singapore or Malaysia, the the love for Liverpool is great, and a lot of it's because of uh, what uh, Bill Shankly did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can't fail to be impressed by this. I mean, like, I'm rather like Neil in that I I'm not a, a Liverpool supporter, although I've always been something of a Shankly groupie. Um, You're a Nottingham but, Forest supporter. We should make uh, that put that out there, right? Right, right. Give them a mention. Yeah. But when you meet these Liverpool fans here, they seem a different breed mm. to those of other clubs. And I've even had United fans in particular say to me, confide, you know, and say, oh, I wish our lot were like this. And they do seem to mirror the fans back home. I guess they get their information a lot from websites and, and all that. And they just pick it up somehow. They take it on board. And they behave very similarly to the fans on Merseyside. And it's the same in Thailand as well and Indonesia. Right across Southeast Asia, I think Southeast Asia is probably the strongest Liverpool diaspora around. Even Australia, uh, Jason, yep. you will know they got 100,000 at the MCG mm. when Liverpool played a friendly a couple of years ago. So I guess there's a strong feeling there too. And that rendition of uh, You'll Never Walk Alone at the MCG is still one of the greatest. Even the club acknowledges that themselves. Uh, and it's spine-tingling uh, when you watch it on YouTube. If any Liverpool fans are out there, and Manchester United fans who don't believe it, just go onto YouTube and watch the MCG's rendition of You'll Never Walk Alone. You'll never see anything like it. But I think you make a good point there, Bob. And this is, again, why you can't help as a neutral, as an objective football writer... You can't help but not have admiration for Liverpool, particularly in this part of the world. Because, as you know, Southeast Asians often have, rightly or wrongly, a reputation for being bandwagon jumpers. You know, the, the old cliche being they were Manchester City supporters right up until the moment they stopped being Chelsea supporters. <laughs> you, know, you, you do tend to get that. But the Liverpool fans, it is literally grandfather to father to son. It becomes a badge of honour to retain that Liverpool connection, even though we know they haven't won a, a domestic title for the best part of 30 years. And that's why I think there's such wonderful animosity between Liverpool and Manchester United supporters. Because as you rightly say, you can't help but feel that Manchester United look at that parade in Liverpool and look at Liverpool's support in Southeast Asia. And there's an element of, why can't we be more like that? And I think that's why so many people have a soft spot for Liverpool, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think in this day and age when uh, of billionaires and all that, I think what they have done lately, they've basically reconciled the irreconcilable in that they have a billionaire owner. They've paid 75 million for a defender, which is still a world record for a defender, and 60 for a goalkeeper. And yet they are still, you can still say they're a people's club. Yeah. I mean, this, this is the thing. I mean, it's not perfect. And the spirit of Shankly uh, Union are constantly fighting a battle with the owners over ticket prices and that sort of thing. It's far from perfect. But it's, I think it's safely the best example uh, in the modern game of a top club, certainly a top club. I mean, you, you can probably have a benevolent, m relatively low-level uh, millionaire running a, a championship club or something. But if you're going to compete with the behemoths of Real Madrid 
Barcelona, Bayern Munich, you've got to have a billionaire. But they've still managed to retain those characteristics. And I think that is a tribute to the owners, of course, themselves. They're clever people. They realize their mistakes. They backed away when they put the prices up too much and this sort of thing. And they listened to the fans. But also to the spirit of Shankly in particular, which is the driving force of retaining this this culture and hence the name spirit of shankly what else are they going to call themselves bob holmes is on the line he's an author and journalist he's speaking to us from uh, malaysia on his upcoming book shanks yanks and jürgen will be released in singapore in august all about liverpool fc and i guess bob one good thing about um, you know the the timing of this book you know liverpool just have won the european cup for the sixth time they still haven't broken through and won a premier league title and there's that feel-good factor about, um, you know, Jürgen carrying on what uh, Shankly and all that created. Yeah, I'm, I'm usually wrong, uh, out of sync, completely with my timing in most things in life. But I like to think I've, I've got this one right for once. I started writing this about 18 months or so ago, and I sense Liverpool were on the rise then. And they uh, they got into a couple of finals. They didn't win them, as, as you know, the uh, Europa League and the League Cup. Uh, but I, I I thought they were they were only going in one direction, and it was just a matter of time. And the way it's worked out, probably even that is almost perfect in that they didn't win the league, but the hunger is still there for the league. But they won the Champions League, so they're on a high, and yet they've still got the hunger. So in terms of book sales, I hope anyway. Um, I think that's just about right. And they've retained that people's club persona, as you rightly mentioned. In your research, Bob, and I'm genuinely interested to know the answer on this, do you think it's deliberate? Do you think there is a conscious effort on the part of the club to retain that persona of being the people's club? The reason I ask is because I remember when Liverpool came to Singapore and Southeast Asia generally back in 2001, and I spoke to a couple of guys at the club who are no longer there, but they did say to me off the record, they don't really want to do anything tacky if they can help it. And I know that there are one or two other clubs, and I've been critical of them in the past, who will basically sponsor, you know, the water bottle in front of me if they could make their money and be the official water sponsor, water bottle, plastic bottle sponsor of Singapore. And you know the clubs I'm talking about. In your research, have you seen that? Do you think there's a deliberate effort to retain that credible people's club persona? Well, uh, yes, I think uh, we should say regain rather Mm. than retain, Mm. because let's not forget, they did lose their way to some extent, didn't they, Mm. in terms of uh, ownership. I mean, the Hicks and Gillette saga, I mean, that was as far away from a people's club as you could get, and as far away away from the Shankly ethos as you could get. I mean, a couple of con men, cowboys, uh, lying through their teeth, had no feeling whatsoever for the club and and they were they were owners for for three years or so and nearly uh, bankrupted the club um so they did lose their way they lost their way a bit on the field and uh remember the men in white suits at yep. uh, the fa cup final against man united of all people and united won one nil i think it was the Cantona goal it was yeah 96 um, that uh, that occasion. I mean, that wasn't very shankly, was it? They were cream um, suits, Bob. Cream suits, not white cream, suits. Cream yes. suits. <laughs> there was a book on it. it was, he called it the men in white suits. Yeah. But, cream suits, and they were creamed on the pitch as well. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Well, Bob, we're just, yeah. 
We're just about out of time with this segment, but uh, can you tell us how we can track uh, the release of this uh, book by you and uh, your final thoughts of the process of writing it? Shanks, Yanks and Jürgen uh, coming out in Singapore in August. Well, uh, getting, uh, getting it, uh, it's being published by uh, Garrett Badaya in KL, and they're going to distribute it to the main bookshops, Kinakunia, uh, MPH, uh, Popular, I think you have down there. Th- those main shops should have it. My previous book is still online at Kinakunia, not on the shelf, but online. So you might have to work a little bit because it's not yet printed. I can't be too precise um, because it's still at the printers. But it is definitely coming, and it will definitely be available in Singapore in August. So if you're a keen Liverpool fan, I'm sure you'll make the extra effort to uh, have a look in the bookstore. One final one from me, Bob. I'm just curious. Can they uh, keep, as we mentioned, that People's Club persona, knowing that they're going to have to spend big if they're going to beat Manchester City in the Premier League? Can it be done? I think so. I mean, the expensive buys do seem to embrace this meeting the fans and uh, very much the, they're into the team ethos, aren't they? Van Dijk, certainly. Uh, I think they can do that. I don't know whether they're going to have to spend that much, you know. One or two signings, yes, but they've made so much money from the Champions League runs, I mean, twice to the final in successive years. They're absolutely loaded, and they don't even have to dip into their pockets. This is all self-financing now. Yeah, it's true. Well, that's a good way to finish on Money FM as we uh, discuss the book that's coming up from Bob Holmes, Shanks, Yanks and Jürgen, a book on Liverpool FC. They're now six-time champions of Europe. Very many thanks, Bob Holmes, for joining us and all the best with the book. Thank you, uh, Jason and Neil. Cheers, Bob. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.